Hey there, it's one of the Kaiju Hollywood bad boys slash daddy snacks slash DJ free pants. That's right, it's Brandon. Hey guys, we got you a new brand slopping episode. Ooh, that sounds bad. But anyways, we're really excited for this one. But just want to give you a reminder, please rate and review us on iTunes. It will help us out so much. None of you are doing it, but I know you're listening. It would be so great. And then all as always, please, if you get time, also share it with your friends. I feel like we're doing a good job here. We got a great episode for you. And as always, anything you write for any of the reviews on iTunes, we will read on air, no matter how gross it is. And please, make it gross. Anyways, here's a hot pot safety for you. Thanks, buddies. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the Hell yeah, nice. Okay, and it's recording. If you notice if you do anything funny, let me know. Well, I wanted the first sound on it to be just that, but... Okay. No oh, man, and it lights up and everything. Yeah, it's yeah, it's backlit. Should we should we tell the audience at home what what happened? Uh, we we yeah. got married. <laughs> we, it turns out I was pregnant, and I gave birth to beautiful Zoom H two N recorder. <laughs> yeah, we bought a new microphone to mm-hmm. record this podcast for shoe. Yeah, so uh, please donate to our Patreon, which we've never set up nor ever will. Probably um, not. Yeah. No. What would we call our Patreon? Uh, paint suit? No, that's dumb. <laughs> pantsuits. Yeah, pantsuits. Pantsuits. Yeah. This is the pantsuit Patreon. Pantsuit. Um, should we get? It? Well, before we get into it, I, I want to say the other day I was typing up a summary for our podcast, and I realized we should call our fans Podzookeepers. How do you like that? I like it because it reminds me of the classic Kevin Smith film, The Zookeeper. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, the one where he drives a taxi and kills people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's a Kevin Smith movie? I've never heard of that. Neither have I. Oh, I've heard of No, Tosh. he's men Kevin James. <laughs> oh. oh, those two are very different. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Podzuki, the only <laughs> the only Christian Godzilla podcast on the internet. No matter what your friends might say, with the burgeoning field of all those other Christian podcasts coming out about Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm one of your co-hosts, Brandon Kirkman. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Martin Felschman. I'm your third co-host, Luke Evans Flip. And who's that in the corner? I'm new your, contender. I'm your newest co-host. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's yours. <laughs> I'm a guest. Who's Jenny the, Mac. Who's this guest? Jenny Mac. Oh my goodness. Oh, hell yeah. It's me. Chicago Phenom, Jenny Mac. Um, who'd you guys have to kick off um, so that I could come today? Uh, oh, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. So uh, we, we had to fill it real quick. Apparently he's in nice. some type of tussle or he's busy with something right yeah, now. He's got to get back to prison, but like, yeah. you know, we were able to get him, but then we weren't. Yeah. I think I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's the guy that gave birth to a Subway uh, sandwich? Didn't get elected. Has to go back to prison. Yeah. Well, times are terrible. But you know what are good? <laughs> you know what our good movie <laughs> yeah hey guys you know what movie we watched today we watched Gamera 2 Attack of the Legion yeah, yeah. Uh, not as good as Attack of the Show but like it's still pretty up there is that a reference anybody will get I mean I get the reference but that show was never good Yeah, I thought it was enjoyable not as good as this movie but enjoyable in, in parts I think it was because you had who, who was the girl on that show uh, Olivia Munn? Yeah, Olivia Munn, she knew her stuff, but then they always had just some dude who was just like an actor. Oh, no, other, other guy, uh, what was it, it was Kevin Pereira or something? Yeah, he was on G4 before, and he was like balding always, and then one day he shaved it off, it looked pretty good. Yeah. Oh. I should have just done that earlier. Ooh, that guy knew his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. It, it, was, it was boring. They weren't very. Their writers weren't very good. Yeah. I guess. Um, before we get into this, though, Jenny, have you watched any like Godzilla films before or big monster movies like that? Like maybe like a Cloverfield. Was Cloverfield the one they did the um, trailers, but they didn't say what the name of the movie was? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I watched that one. Yeah. I feel like oh. I've watched bits and pieces of uh, Godzilla movies, but. I love that that's the only thing you remember about Cloverfield, <laughs> though, is how the trailers were presented. It was a good I marketing campaign. I did all yeah. the things that I Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah, but 
that was like it was just a big marketing gimmick. Like you thought it was going to be like a Godzilla style movie, but then it was just. I remembered the movie, but I don't remember the name of the movie. <laughs> I think the thing everybody always remembers is that girl exploding, and then a few other parts, and that's about it. Oh, yeah, are you and saying you, you, the first thing you think about when you think of Cloverfield isn't the Statue of Liberty's head getting thrown yeah. into a scene, or? The fact that the guy holding the camera is a fucking creepy jerk. Oh, T.J. Miller, known uh, creep and uh, woman beater. Yes, that was T.J. Miller. Yeah. Oh man, I hate that movie even more now. <laughs> I know, and if he's in a horror movie, they should at least change his name to T.J. Thriller. Everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we're like stalling. Yeah. The movie was good. It was yeah, good. Man. It feels weird. Whenever we've watched a good movie, like when I think we did the thing with Hobart just like a, a week or two ago, when it's good, it's like, oh man, now we gotta talk about it semi-seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because I was taken by surprise, because uh, quite a few episodes back now with Jason Flynn, our uh, legendary 5 a.m., 6 a.m. episode, because we had recorded <laughs> so super late because he got here so late, we watched the first Gamera reboot. Gamera Guard in the Universe, I think it came out in, like, 1995. That one was a real stinker, I remember. Maybe it was good, but I was too tired. I remember parts about it, and there are, like, other gods, other kaiju movies we've watched that I don't remember anything about. Yeah. I, uh, I only remember being angry with Jason. Yeah. <laughs> As we are still to this day. We should have him back on and just be, like, yelling at him the whole time. That'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, we should get him back. Um... But yeah, so I didn't have any expectations for this film, and maybe that helped a lot, but man, I went in there and I enjoyed this big old turtle, I'll oh, be honest with yeah. you. It's, uh, it was a fun time. Uh, I feel like I wrote down things, so I should get that out here. Um, but basically, the movie starts, and there's uh, the usual tomfoolery of an asteroid coming down in some snowy place in Japan, mm-hmm. and the military's inspecting it and being like, oh, it looks like there's some type of weird alien interference. Um, I don't remember much of the dialogue because the people who showed up were wearing hats that said chemical school on them, and we're talking about how great that band name is and how we all want those hats now. Well, they kept mentioning, like, the defense force. Yeah. Like, I think that was the people who were wearing military garb. They were, like, the defense force. Hmm. Yeah, it has that weird thing of a lot of mid to late 90s, uh, Japanese cinema and animation of the JDF, which is basically this imagined, like, Japanese defense force, uh... Because, you know, they can't have a military due to strict laws that we did to them for bombing them. And then it was one of those things where, like, well, we want to have our own military. So it's this kind of, like, almost romanticized, futuristic, uh, like, defense force they put in all these films. Uh, they do that with Godzilla and they do it with a lot of other things. I just realized the heater's on still. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> well, with this new recorder, you can probably hear it in great detail. I'll get it real quick. I was going to say, that's not it. Yeah. Uh, he almost turned off the humidifier. Or yeah. on the humidifier. <laughs> okay. You only made its power stronger. Oh, oh no, it's dead. That's a heater? Yeah. I thought that was like a, a fucking receiver for like your stereo. I mean, it's a receiver for heat. <laughs> if you think about it. But that was just a test for our fans so they could be like, wow, we can't believe we heard that heater so well with this new microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and you're welcome, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I felt the warmth. Oh, I felt the warmth real good. Uh, at the same time that the military is kind of like investigating this, we're going to introduce to the two main characters, which were uh, Obitsu, who's this, as the character says earlier or later in the film, a little bitch. Not even joking. Um, and then uh, Midori, who's his like, uh, she was like an instructor at, I guess, the university they were at both teaching together or something but she was dressed like a lady who sells real estate yeah i mean half the people there were they all had these red jackets on yeah with shoulder pads with huge shoulder pads big shoulder pads boxy suit jackets it was the 90s that was future fashion those are shoulder pads you could fit a a camera inside of (laughs) let me tell you guys (laughs) i'm bringing it back uh, but they're they're cruising around on the internet, and it's a great scene because this is 1996, so like everything looks like an Angel Fire GeoCities website. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Oh no, the the dial tone's down for the internet." So they're like trying to figure out what's going on. And this is when they start having this weird realization that all of, I guess, the fiber optics and cables in uh, Sendai is what it's called. Well, they don't really know what's going on until. A subway car goes missing. Yeah. I mean, they, they basically are building up to, like, a bunch of weird things are going missing. Uh, before the subway, we have these two security guards in the classic kind of, like, uh, Laurel and Hardy setup of just 
Two goofuses at a beer plant just being like, don't steal this beer now. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they giant... run into some giant bugs. Yeah. Oh, well, we don't see them at that point. You can kind of tell that it's like a giant bug. Yeah. See ever... the eye. It could be teenagers in big bug costumes. I mean, isn't that always what happens in these films? <laughs> yeah. That's, I always expect that from a kaiju movie. Yeah. It's just a bad Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> Are you saying that wouldn't be hilarious if it turned out to be a Scooby-Doo episode? No, it would be, but it's like... like it was it was the it was the rowdy teens who were stealing. Well, the I want them to follow it through. Cables. I want them to follow it through to the very end, where it's a horrific ending, where Gamera shows up thinking it's a monster, and he just tears it in half, and he sees two teens now just eviscerated from his claws. Like, oh no! Hmm. Oh, that wouldn't happen. Gamera loves the children. Yeah, well, that's why he'd be upset about it. But our teens' children, I think that's what our podcast asks every episode. According to the law, yes. they're children. Yeah, that's why yeah. they're so fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, adults are children really that look too. Kind of, there's children that look kind of like adults, so you don't expect them to be <laughs> as stupid as they are. Oh, there's a lot of jokes. I'm not going to go down with this one, but uh, I should say the scene. The thing I hate so much that happens in all these films is going back to the the beer plant where the, the monster snakes in and drink all the beer. It's kind of funny. The security guards are telling like the law enforcement and the military that shows up, like it was a big bug, and then everyone's like, "Yeah, sure, it was." I'm like. This, we've established monsters in this universe already. This isn't like the first Godzilla film or, Gama- or like Gamera one. Like, yeah, they, they didn't show you like the past six months of them doing that every Sunday. Be like the book drink <laughs> all the true. beer. That's true. That'd be funny if it was one of those uh, security guards who cried bug <laughs> situations. Um, but yeah, this leads up to a scene basically right after that where uh, they go to uh, Subway. Getting uh, all these people on the train, and there's this conductor who's going along, and all of a sudden he sees the tracks out. So all the power is out. He gets out his flashlight, and this is a very fun scene for the wrong reason because like we're watching this, and we're not ready for this. <laughs> Camera movies are usually pretty like kid friendly and nice. So he gets out his flashlight, he's looking around. The bug shows up, and then just blood shoots everywhere. <laughs> it's it. So it's he opens the window to put the flashlight out to look out. He sees a bug through the window. And he is horrified, so he goes back up against the door. The the conductor from the other end of the train has already come up, and he's like, hey, let us in there, let us in there. And as soon as he gets in, like, there's still a door separating them, but just blood splashes up on the glass, yeah. and it is way gorier than I think any yeah. of us expected. This this movie went like, oh, it wasn't like that fake kind of blood. It looked like they got it really gory, just filled with viscera, just squirting. I mean, it, it was still fake-looking blood, but like gory, oh, yeah. fake-looking blood. Yeah. Why like, won't movies yeah, use real blood? <laughs> it's got some chunks in it. Yeah, it yeah. had some chunks in it. Yeah. Um, you know what? I know where they get real blood. Where's that? Oh, that's why we got you on for this podcast. <laughs> Finally, yeah. we can find it. You the got a guy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, I got a lot of ladies. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We be bleeding. <laughs> hey, there's a need to fill here, man. So yeah. it's it's not a bad idea. Anyways, uh, email us at give us blood for your movie at podzuki.com. Oh. That's real. Um, Save it, divas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Those diva cups can hold a lot. Hey, question mark. Um, what was up with the scene of the kids on the, um... Field trip? Field trip. Yeah, that was a weird thing, so... Well, it established what's-her-name, Midori. Uh, well, Midori's the character, oh, she weird. runs into Asagi, who's from the last movie, but, yeah. you know, you don't realize it's her right away, because she's a little older now. Yeah, the one who can talk to Gamera, which I did not remember from the first movie at all. Oh, yeah. she was there. Yeah. See, see I... I think that scene was there to establish that children exist in this universe. Yeah, it's true. I was all... wondering, like, is this is there children in this universe? Yeah, no, these aren't just ageless, beautiful men. Like, there are children here, too. <laughs> That's a great term, ageless, beautiful men. I want that to be a band, too, with chemical school. Um, uh, I just want to preface everything else that I am going to say with, I couldn't hear a lot of it, because you guys were talking a lot. Yeah, we were riffing That's and rapping. We are having. We fun. always do that. I'm I just, sorry. I can't, I just can't, like hear a lot when other stuff is going on no. so no fault of yours yeah. just, I mean my ears exactly are not good <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm, I'm there with you too buddy I got mm-hmm. bad ears but, I just I feel like yeah we should have kept the subtitles on because yeah. definitely the way like I feel like you're supposed to watch these movies is kind of like half paying attention to them because the humans are always so fucking boring yeah, this movie almost got into that zone but they kept pumping up the action right when that would I feel like hit that lull which was kind of nice like, uh, anytime they went to the humans, it was usually that Obitsu, who was, like, the, 
the one nerdy character with Midori, and characters just make fun of him, like, just be a man, do something. Yeah, Japanese. <laughs> and it's like, but I want to be on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all this leads up to basically the first big fight that's like a nighttime scene, I think, in Sendai, where, uh... Well, there's a... The room under... Where they were, the giant bugs were setting up in the subway. Yeah, to make the like giant a little plant colony. grows out mm. on like their Grand Central Station, essentially. Yeah, like their nest or something. Yeah, real gross. Uh, special effects in this film, top notch. By the way, I feel like it was like really fun watching it. Um, they had all the bugs come out uh, after the military went down there to try to get rid of it. Of course, it doesn't work. The bugs kill them all. Gamma flies in because he's like, "Okay, time for me to get in the, the action here." And that's when this uh, that film really ramped it up for like great special effects, a lot of practical ones. The suits look great, but also a lot of really gross scenes that were fun. Like as soon as they get down and start fighting, all the bugs just swarm on the camera, and they just like cover them with bugs, and yeah. he's like shooting green blood everywhere. Real gross, real fun. And then he's like, well, shit, this is not going well. So he yeah. just turns into that spinny jet thing and flies out. Gamera gets the shit kicked out of him in yeah. this movie. Like there are like three fights. Yeah. And the first two gets taken down, and then the last one where, I guess, humanity helps him. Right. Well, this white. this film is an allegory for Christ, as we'll get to later. And so it's like, you know, the three well, times... we see it at the very beginning, be- like, before the whole movie starts. The spinning cross. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> space cross. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, is that, like, there's a weird Bible verse that just thrown in this film. <laughs> Like, during the fight, uh, one of the military guys look up and quotes the the uh, the part of the Bible where they talk about a demon, which is named Legion, and he says, and from the Bible it said, we are Legion. I'm like, whoa, military dude, you should not have a gun. <laughs> well, it was, like, that's the name of the movie. Yeah. And, like, okay, that's where it comes from, but you don't have to have a dude explain it who's just some military guy. No, the, the director and the writer both agreed everyone needs to know how smart we are. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I tell you, the director between Gamer 1 and this movie watched like the first couple of episodes of Evangelion. Yeah, it has that feeling. Because he's got, there are some weird, there's one scene when they save the survivors in the subway mm-hmm. where like, we can't tell if our DVD skipped or if it was like an artistic choice by the director, where like they were pulling people out, but it was like kind of choppy. It was it was definitely an artistic choice yeah. because we see that same kind of just like choppy addition of single frame photos later in the movie. Yeah, yeah, but it just comes out of nowhere. It does come out of nowhere, and it was very much like fuck, is our Blu-ray screwed? But no, like that had to have been an artistic choice. Yeah, and that also wants me to get to the point. We didn't really explain Gamera because we've done a lot of Godzilla films, so we should explain Gamera. He's friend to all the children. He's a giant turtle that has rockets for feet and spins in a ball and sometimes shoots rockets out of his chest. Yeah, and if yeah. you if you watch uh, Joel era Mystery Science Theater, you've probably seen yeah one of the Gamera movies on yeah, one of if those. You're cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I assume people who listen to our podcast are pretty cool. They watch. MST3K, that's well, what fans call it. Here's what I assume. The, our listeners very cool. They give us reviews all the time, have lots of sex, uh, but also very sex positive. Oh. Yeah. I should start listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what, you know, you should be a pod zookeeper. I'm It'll really turn your that. life around. <laughs> Just like Gamera. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I thought it was interesting that he turned into like a sea turtle when he was like flying like a jet, mm-hmm. like the shape of his arms. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but then when he was walking around, like he had digits and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. fighting arms. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's he's got his pair of uh, sky sky hands. I think it was also kind of like he had like flaps that were, like you couldn't really see when he was holding because they were like underneath. So he was, like hold his arms like that. Yeah. When he was flying, maybe. Yeah, we should explain I, to listeners at home, Luke's putting his arms out like a flying yeah. thing. <laughs> like a cross. Yeah. I thought oh. it was just a shapeshifter. Yeah. yeah. He's that spinny guy. Yeah, they, I love <laughs> they don't really ever establish his powers or what he's doing, but if he does something, you're like, that makes sense. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first fight goes terribly. He spins out of there, shoots all the bugs off him, goes back to the sea to recuperate. And, and all, the humans think everything's fine. Yeah, because yeah. they just, all the bugs are husk now, and like, Come on, guys. We know something else is going to come up. We know something's going to happen. Yeah. It's 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. So, Obitsu and Midori start doing all this research on Gamera when they find the coolest website in 1996, which is GameraFans.org, I want to say. Yeah. And they basically, it's like a, just a really low-resolution JPEG image of Gamera in all English, and it's like, the girl who can talk to Gamera. <laughs> so they click the link. That's one of the hyperlinks. Yeah, one of the hyperlinks. They go through a few web rings to see all the other Gamera websites. <laughs> 
They get some Pokemon and gifts downloaded so they can put it on their website and be like, check this out. Do you want to adopt one of my Pokemon? (laughs) Resolution of like two. Yeah. But finally they end up basically at Asagi's house and they talk to the parents. And it's like, yeah, she talks to Gamera. It's pretty cool. And they talk to Asagi and she's like, yeah, I talked to Gamera. It's pretty cool. Check out this hidden liquor cabinet. And they start drinking together. Yeah, well, it's because they, I guess they try to do a little character development because uh, Midori lives behind her parents' pharmacy. Yeah. And, oh, and her mom is basically Max's mom from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the one scene you see her in. Like, she's just like, ah, what are these people doing here? (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, then she never shows up again. I like that they do develop her character as, hey, I've seen some shit, so now I drink. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, classic character development. But Mm -hmm. this is basically all building up to the second fight in the film. Which is uh, the giant, uh, I guess, nest or cocoon thing comes out of Sendai's ground again. Um, Bigger, badder, beefier, all that stuff. Um, And then Gamera flies back there to be like, okay, well, I'm going to win this time. And we're like, is he going to win? Well, that's also when the big one... Yeah, the, the as everybody in the film keeps calling it is the big one. Not even a joke. All the characters keep referring to it as, hey, it's the big one. So now we've got the uh, Legion Swarm that's just a bunch of little bugs that can attack like in unison kind of like the weapons main the enemy's main weapon from the last star trek movie star trek beyond or just like a bunch of little ships that could fuck everything up yeah and they basically kind of are sprinkling in for the lore explaining legion as a creature is like oh it's like a giant insect swarm of like you know ants or bees working together to build a giant i guess Uh bigger man that's gonna uh, wipe out humanity. Well, well, they want to. They want to build the the pod that then blooms into a flower, then erupts its seed, so it can spread over the entire planet. Sounds like, like that's not good because they ask earlier on like how they procreate. Yeah, and they're like that's how they procreate because they're like bugs, but they're come they come from a flower. Yeah, yeah. they just want to get their big old flower in the seed and spread their seed. Sounds like every guy I know. And they explain like the relationship between ants and like a fungus that they build their nest with. Yeah, and that was. I, I don't know. It's all I, it's all pseudoscience. And I could yeah. have been listening to that part, but I was like, when are they going to fight the big turtle man again? <laughs> and then the big turtle man came out and they started fighting, so I was happy. Um, and that's basically, at this point, uh, Legion's taken this very cool form, which I think Luke described as like one of the weapons from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, yeah. Basically, it looks like your standard like Japanese film or RPG big creature thing with lots like, of points, silverish, got like a knife white for a head. silver. Yeah, it looks like a giant like combination of like a scorpion face hugger made out of metal, shoots lasers, you know, all that cool shit. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, this is another bad fight for Gamera. Things don't go too high. No. Yeah, he gets really fucked up in this one because the uh, the big one, which is what they continually call it throughout the movie, we're not oh, yeah. just calling it the big one because it is the big one. Yeah. But it has, like, this late, really cool-looking laser attack where it, like, channels electricity between its two prongs mm. and shoots it yeah. Gamera. But, yeah, that really pisses Gamera off. But he's not strong enough to do anything about it. Well, I, I think at that point he was strong enough to do something about it, but he was focusing on protecting that helicopter. Yeah, full mm. of kids and babes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, I can't let this happen. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Uh, going off the whole time this fight's happening is Midori finds Asagi finally again to be like, hey, you need to tell Gamera, like, do stuff or something. And there's a bunch of kids on this helicopter and other people, so Gamera's trying to protect it. And it eventually gets out of there, but at the cost of Gamera's life, guys. Uh, what caused the big old explosion? Oh, well, uh, it's, it's very simple, actually. That thing was gonna explode anyway. Oh, yeah. But Listen. he fucking knocked it down and made it so it exploded right in his face. Yeah. he was trying to destroy it before it had a chance, but he was a little too late. And a super, super cool scene. Like, have you ever seen Akira when the explosion goes off? Oh, or yeah. an atom bomb, basically? Anything like that, but it's this really cool scene where they have the giant hot white blast and Gamera's like over it and then they cut to it and he's just like a, basically a giant crater stone statue from protecting all the people. Yeah, he just there. turned to carbon. Yeah. I liked in that fight that like when they're in the smoke the sound is kind of muted yeah. in a couple parts. I thought that was a good choice. Yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't mention this. Good sound design in this movie. Yeah, yeah very. Oh, I mean this, I think this is the first time we've actually had a Blu-ray when we were watching it too. So yeah, I definitely. Can't it's the first true. time we had a Blu-ray. And guys, let me tell you, this Blu-ray, I think it's going to catch on. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going well, somewhere. We watched it on your PlayStation, right? Yeah, PlayStation 3. That's okay. right. They got three of them now. Well, then they sound probably a little bit worse than it would yeah. be on a, a standard Blu-ray player. Because I think that's a thing that, like... Yeah. 
Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, PS3s were supposed to be like the cheap option for a Blu-ray yeah. player. Plus, you have to play Red Dead Redemption on it. Fuck yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I wish I had the Horse Cowboy game, too. But I don't. I was just trying to find out the director of this to see what else he's done. Uh, uh, he did some, like, the Death Note, mo- the Japanese Death Note movies. He did the first Gamera movie. Yeah, Shusuke Kaneko. Uh, oh, he's done a lot of good ones. Yeah, Death Note, uh, the live-action ones. He did the later, like, 90s Godzilla films, because people probably saw this and were like, hey, this guy can direct good ones, so let's get him on the big yeah. boy. Uh, the big one. Yeah, yeah. The, the, oh, nice. We yeah, wrapped yeah. it up. Yeah. And I think we should also get, before we get to the big third and final act fight, uh, I think we need to get to a Mothra Pulse Drag Race, guys. Mm-hmm. we do we got a lot to talk about in this there's a lot of so mothra paul's drag race as we listen to the episode there's a little jingle we put in it's where we talk about all the hot fashion in the film oh. i know and listen there's a lot of good fashion in this yeah. I, I think the first one we noticed was uh midori's super pink fuzzy sweater um, oh it, it was so great you said it was like it was too good like it was like 3d animated yeah it was like 3d animated from uh you know monsters incorporated so it looked like he's like she's well, wearing it was like angora wasn't it yeah like yeah. what ed wood always liked wearing yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what he was on to something this ed wood <laughs> hope can that kid goes can somewhere we paint the picture a little bit yeah. yeah um it was a turtleneck sweater yeah classy. so it had a ribbed neck and then the body of it was like Harry, but in a pleasant way, the oh, yeah. aura. Um, and I think there was like a, a knitted band at the bottom. And it was very 90s, and it's what the hot girls at my schools would wear. And um, I've, I've tried to wear stuff like that. And not, well, not, not for this girl. You know what? It's the classic thing. These hot girls, they're talking down, they're being kind of sitting, and they're always just they gabbing nice them. sweaters? Right. Who, and they're just gabbing about camera all the time. Yeah. Like, don't you guys talk about anything else other than camera? Well, yeah, it's funny because you know, like, yeah, like that was like just late '90s style around the time because we also had that surprise appearance of Miss Mariah Carey. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mariah, that was probably when uh, "All I Want for Christmas Is You" came out. Mm. This was this movie. Oh, this is another cool thing about a lot of the scenes in this. It was set during the winter, so there's a lot of cool snow fights, and it looked very nice for a lot of the scenery. Yeah. And probably that's probably when "All I Want for Christmas for You" is came out. The big old Mariah Carey hit. Well, likely, but yeah, we she wasn't in the movie. We just saw her face on a poster as somebody walked into a convenience store. Well, in a way, she was with us all though. Yeah, guarding our hearts. Um, also, uh, famous little bitch Obitsu, um, as he was called in the film. Later in the film, he has to go run off to, like, go to some type of weird electrical factory. I think they call them electric plants. Um, and he's wearing this big old pink puffy parka, and it looks just so red and sweet. I want that coat so bad. Well, I kept thinking it was Midori's jacket from the beginning of the movie. Oh, might have been. Because it looked, like, the same color, and that's why, like, I kept saying, like, I'm glad they didn't do any kind of romantic subplot. Yeah, but. it was. They only had they had two weird scenes where it seemed like they're trying to present a chemistry between Midori and Obitsu, the one nerdy guy, and then a uh, Colonel uh, Watarase, who was like basically just their link to the military to be like, "Hey, you military guys, do this," and he would be like, "You're welcome." And there's one scene later where like Midori and him are talking, and she's like, "You be safe now," and he looks off longingly, and then he's like. You know what? I think we're going to go get a gun and shoot something really cool later in the movie. Yeah. Oh, was that the hat scene? Yeah. Yeah. Hat scene. Which I definitely want to bring that up from Mothra Paul's Drag Race is that they enter this hallway and he's not wearing a hat. He's in full uniform otherwise, but he grabs a hat off from that's hanging all symmetrically on the wall, all the same size, of like, gotta be 50 hats. It's gotta be 50 hats. Because you see, like, it's on the wall to the left to the left of the screen, and also on the very back wall, there's another row of hats and it's because he grabbed the first one was by the hat so i think it's not like one of those hats is yours you just take a hat as it's available like a hard hat on a work site i disagree i think that was his hat because it was the closest one to his door and he's a head bitch um some of them had different insignia on the front so i think it Probably. But there are so many so between each ranks. door. So here's my theory. I feel like the executive producer came into the film and was like, really loving what you guys are doing here, but I don't know how many hats this military organization has. Is there anything we could do to fix this? 
And then he's like, hey, could you guys put some hats up? And they're like, how many hats do you want? He's like, I don't know. I'm the executive producer. A lot of hats. Say <laughs> what I want. They had all the hooks there already yes. and just where they decided to film. So yeah. they're like, these hooks look terrible. Let's yes. put something on. Huh? So the head prop designer's like, well, shit, I don't want to get in trouble. And he's like, just fill with hats. There was or supposed they're to be... all hit. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I'm like, okay, there was supposed to be a fourth more intense fight scene, but they spent that budget on hats. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Oh, but you know what? We should jump back into the plot because this, this, oh. Oh, I was just going to say maybe they're all his because he wears a lot of (laughs) And then you're saying he is head bitch. He's like, I have a hat for each day of the year. That's why he needs all the hats. He's the head bitch. And listen, uh, I was jokingly saying I have a hat for each day of the year. There's probably 365 hats in that scene. So many hats, guys. And every time you think you see where all the hats are, you see more of them. You know what? I'm getting ahead of myself, but this movie fucking rules. (laughs) (laughs) That hat scene and a lot of other weird scenes like that are just like where it was this perfect campiness where it's not over the top, but just weird where you can't put your finger on it. You're like, I like this. I don't know why it's so weird, but it's good. Um, But anyways... Gamera is just a giant old stone statue, and they cut to basically Asagi's gone out to have like a vigil with all these kids. It's nighttime, they're by cozy campfire, and this is where they want to remind us of the original Gamera allure of like, hey, the kids, are, he's a hero to all the kids, let's have kids pray for him. Yeah, like that was how when Gamera first came on the scene in 65, yeah. to try and kind of separate from Godzilla, like... Nah, Gamera is like nice. He's definitely a good guy. Now yeah. we're like Godzilla, like is a good guy, but only because it serves his oh, yeah, interests yeah. at that time. Godzilla's an anti-hero. Yeah. Godzilla wears a leather jacket. Yeah, made out of Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I feel like the executive producer came back and he's like, you know what? We should also make Gamera Christ. <laughs> and like, well, he has all the money because basically. At this this junction, all the kids pray to Gamera, and a giant light envelops him, and he comes back almost like as if a stone was being rolled away from well, the tomb. Yeah, the light is made of all the embers from the fires that yeah. they've got going for right. their vigil. And, you know, like, all these times we've been joking about Godzilla being, you know, Godzilla, and then he has the son of Christzilla, and you know, it was Gamera all along. It was kind of some foreshadowing with the embers yeah. um, to the noodly tendrils of oh shit oh man. oh man the last fight's so cool let's just get there basically yeah. uh it, it always leads up to tokyo that's just how it is there's a giantness that pops up there so it's supposed to be the final form of legion and so uh this is when they decide like okay gamma's back this is gonna be the big fight all of the other human characters work together to basically be like hey we figured out these little guys who help out legion are attracted to electricity so bitsu runs off to get the electricity to get all the little bugs away why uh, Gamera and Legion, the big one fight. And, uh, man, it's such a cool fight, guys. Oh, man, it fucking rules. It's so cool. Basically, I think the, the, the director of this movie, or just whoever was writing this, realized, like, okay, you've already seen two fights. we got to really up it up. Let's give this thing laser whips. <laughs> so, basically, like, Legion just makes all these really cool and really well-done special effects of all these, like, laser whips come well, out. Well, that, you're getting a little ahead of yourself, because that's before, like, you think the fight's over. Oh, yeah. Where, like, the military shoots some missiles yeah. at, uh... The big one. Yeah. And Gamma rips its, I guess, mandibles. Yeah. It's an electrical... Yeah, not so... probes, but... Um, whatever you want Antennae, maybe? Like, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Because oh, that's what makes the... We, we forgot to mention earlier, um, in the scene where they're originally dissecting one of these things... Um, it doesn't have bones. Like, it apparently moves all of its muscles through pressurized air. Oh, which yeah. Which means if you break mm-hmm. any part of it open, it becomes a smoke machine. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. And basically, this has come a pretty cool fight, and you think it's down after it rips off the mandibles. That's when it comes up, and it's like, no, guess what, guys? I got laser whips now. And it just starts taking them out and just, like, thrashing Gamera. Like, this whole movie, Gamera's just been getting the shit beat out of him. threading them through him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like further and further, and then pulling them back out. It's gory. It's gory, and it's cool as hell. It's like if you could, like, stab someone with a taser through their body. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And then retract it back. Yeah. And I feel like this movie really ups it, because when this is going on, the human subplot's actually kind of interesting, because when they're trying to get the electrical plant and all the stuff working... Uh, one of the Little Legion things come out to attack him, and that's when the colonel shows up and just fucking badass shoots him, just like a freaking cutscene from Resident Evil 2 or something. But and just yeah, like... that was all cool, but it was a little... So they're attracted to electricity and glass? Yeah. 
In Kay. transmitters. In yeah. transmitters. Because, yeah. yeah, that's what. It was like a transformer that they attacked yeah. at the very end of the movie. They said something weird in the beginning, like it's a silicone-based life form, so it needs to consume it to like keep making more or something. So Yeah, all that yeah. was a little, like, stupid. Yeah. Which I guess it's going to be in any of these movies. And I like yeah. that about this film, is it didn't spend a lot of time on these plot points. It just throw it out there and be like, okay, let's get back to the cool big fight. Thing. It's yeah. just so, the, like, a way of, okay, we'll make it this way, so this is how we can get out in the mm-hmm. third act. Yeah. yeah. And basically, that's what happens, is they have the big fight, they're able to get diverted. Right when you think Gamera's down for the count, uh, I guess all of the prayers in the world come together. Basically, it's just a weird scene where all this light kind of comes together and fuses into Gamera, and then his chest opens, and just a big old like... Well, uh, you you had it perfectly when you said it was basically like a spirit bomb. Yeah, it was yeah. basically yeah. like all the kids' prayers came together, and then he does just this big ass kamehameha out of his chest into Legion, and he just that that fucker gets vaporized. And yeah, his, his chest opens like it's uh, like it's a chest, like a, a hope chest or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it fucking it, it opens like a like a Gamera action figure. <laughs> no, I mean, think I think we all know what happened. It opens his chest, and it's actually the gold stuff that's inside of the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, God's see, love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you see it, it just evaporates you. So we mm-hmm. so we know four things about the producer of this movie. Yeah, they liked hats. Yeah, they love hats. Very Christian. Very Christian. Love Dragon Ball Z. Love Dragon Ball Z. And uh, they love Raw Doggin. They love Raw Doggin. I mean, I like got, this guy. If you have that much money, you know you do. Yeah. And his name was. <laughs> hey, these are the facts. Listen, we don't make it up, guys. This is just how it is. Uh, but yeah, that's Gamera. Because <laughs> I mean, it's the classic like Godzilla ending. This happens in a lot of the films too. Of like, after the monster's dead, they're just like, "Oh, I wonder if Gamera will come back." And then the girl's like, "Well, he's a defender of the planet, so if we keep messing it up, he will." And she does like a little teehee, and then it just cuts out. Like, well, it has, it has my biggest problem with pretty much all these movies that doesn't do anything different. Yeah. Like, yeah. the special effects are a little bit better, the monster fights are cool, but it's not, like, throwing me a curveball, like, oh, what, no way! Yeah. Like, I feel like they just keep keeping the formula. Yeah. And it's kind of like, who gives a shit? I mean, that's like, we've talked about it in a few other episodes, but we really should go and do an episode for Shin Godzilla. I don't know if we should watch it together again, but that's the only mm. one where they've really, like, broken the formula. Yeah, that movie's awesome. That movie yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, guys, I think we should just get to the old rating system, but before that, guys, I'm bringing back an old segment I forgot, and I think the reason I did is because we never made up a jingle, so I don't know what we should call it, but uh, we should have a jingle for it, I make. <laughs> but pop culture of the time. What's uh, a good joke for that? Pop a video? Uh, pop a corn a culture. Pop a, no, I don't like that. I like pop up video. Pop a roach. Pop a roach. Okay, so it's the, the good old pop a roach, what happened now? Cut my life into pieces, this is my last resort, suffocation. Uh, I'm just going to play Papa Roach. <laughs> yeah, well, what was Papa Roach's big song? Uh, this uh, is my last, last resort. resort, suffocation, no breathing, don't... No, the, the Legion lyrics cut my frog into pieces, this is my lab report. So, like, they, they were like the Jesus of new metal. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. God, I hated new metal. Yeah, that's why it's going to be the jingle now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone really likes new metal anymore. There's not like any, like, you know, some people still like grudge or even pop punk, but like yeah. new metal's like, uh-uh, we new, metal, new metal's my guilty pleasure. Is it really? I don't play it for other people, but I still like listening to some new metal. Every hey, now man, and you got to be your own self, you know? There ain't nothing wrong with that. It's got to have one fan. Was System of a Down new metal? Yeah. Because they're kind of like of that ilk, but they're like a good band. Yes, yeah. they're not bad. I really like them. Yeah. yeah, they're awesome. We all rocked out to Chop Suey in middle school or <laughs> high school a lot. It was a fun song. Uh, but anyways, so this is the Papa Roach, what, what happened then? Um, so 1996, there's a lot of things going on. We have Dolly the Sheep, which is the first clone animal to ever be born. Mm-hmm. Very big deal. We got the old Clintonmeister getting back in that White House, just jizzing all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember the 90s, right? Yeah. <laughs> Space Jam came out that year for movies. Fargo came out that year for movies. One of my favorites. But this is the big one, guys. One of the best movies ever is released in 1996. Do you know what it is? Is it Gamera? The Bodyguard? I mean, Gamera. Power Rangers movie? No. The Cable Guy, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, Underrated classic. Love that film. I will always tell people, man, when's the last time you've seen Cable Guy? Uh, Give it I a didn't chance. know you were a Cable Guy fanboy. Yeah. That's what, uh, listen, this was almost just a Cable that, Guy that appreciation a, podcast. That was a Ben Stiller movie, wasn't it? It was a Ben Stiller one. It was a dark comedy in a time when dark comedies were not popular, so it has all these weird things going for it, but 
I, sh- I sure do love Larry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. Notable deaths, too, is uh, we had Tiny Tim and Carl Sagan kick the bucket that year. Oh. You know, our two most famous astrophysicists, Tiny Tim and Carl Sagan. Uh, Tiny Tim. You know the, I'm having a wonderful time, that guy that sang that song? No. no. I know Tom Thumb. Oh, you, you gotta know Tiny Tim. Singing in the Moonlight? All right. No, I mean, I know the character from uh, A Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah, I'm gonna cut out this but part for... real. Yeah, he must have been like 140 if he died in 96. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Hello, my dear friends. Well, here I am on record at last. And it feels so wonderful to When was this recorded? Uh, the 60s, I'm saying? Oh! So, like from Spongebob. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I always wondered who that was. Yeah. Yeah, we just learned a lot here. I'm gonna cut out that blank part where there's this weird long silence. Oh, so the first time I heard this guy, he was already dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's when everyone's gonna hear our podcast, probably. Wow. When future historians find out who was really the game changer of the... The, the first episode of Spongebob Squarepants, they yeah. use that song. Yeah. When That's he's feeding song. all the anchovies. No. Okay. Classic. <laughs> Classic. That's right, you guys, you also learn a little bit on this podcast. <laughs> so famous astrophysicist, Tiny Tim, R.A.P. 1996. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was been Papa Roach's What Happened Then. Uh, <laughs> this is a really great segment. And I think we should get to writing this good old movie, guys. Sounds good. Um, are you familiar with the Goro rating system? No. Okay, so Goro's a <laughs> selectable fighting character from Mortal Kombat. Well, kind of. He's a boss character. Uh, but he's famous for having four arms. So you have four arms, do whatever you want with it. could be like four thumbs up, four thumbs down, like two hands giving each other a handshake, the other two hands are giving a high five. That's my rating for this one. I really like this. So two hands are like firm handshake, great film, great job, and the other two are like high five for all the high octane action that we enjoyed. Makes sense, right? How about, how, about, how about we each give our rating and then... Okay. Is it freestyle or is it... Yeah, yeah, it's basically a freestyle rap. You can, you can okay. say whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I usually do. I, I, I can go first without help. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I want to give this uh, I want to give this movie... Uh, Goro will give it two thumbs up, and then his other two hands are together praying for our Lord and Savior, uh, Gamera. Aw, that's <laughs> a better that one. Because everyone knows Goro's like an eight-year-old child. He is. Yeah. As we've discussed in episodes, you also hung like an eight-year-old child. You got a little dick. <laughs> we bring that back up every episode. I don't, I don't like that without context. <laughs> I think it's better without context. <laughs> oh uh, I'll give it four thumbs up. It was a fine movie. I could see, like... It's not something I think I would watch again, like, of my own volition, but if it was on TV, I'd leave it on while I fuck around on my phone. Yeah, it was like in the <laughs> late 90s whenever sci-fi would have like one of the puppet masters on it. I'd be like, yeah, watch this. It's on. Yeah, that, that, that's the perfect kind of movie for it to be, like on sci-fi in the afternoon on a Saturday. Yeah. What are you thinking, Jim? Um, I'll do two thumbs up for some things. Um, I like that. I like that the main lady... I didn't catch any of their names. I know you have them all right now. Yeah. I feel like the main lady was... Um, smart and like helped figure things out i thought that was cool that she wasn't just like uh, a trope for moving the plot of mm-hmm. love along i thought that was cool yeah i'm glad um, they didn't spend any of that like romance bullshit time on this movie because yeah, like it's a monster movie we don't need that yeah and like i was rooting for the the general or whatever his name was if, yeah. she, was, if she was gonna make out with someone <laughs> um, not a bad choice he was he was cute. No, um, they get married. She gets half of those hats. Yeah, strong yeah. John Li- or strong John Line, John Line, <laughs> strong John Line. Uh, handsome face, great outfits, and as you're saying, fortune of hats. Um, and then I got two hands doing like, huh? Because um, a lot of it just, from my perspective, it just wasn't explained at all. I mean, like, it's it's where, that way for everyone. What are the waves coming in? No, it, it's what kind of. It's kind of like watching anime. You have to learn how these movies go. Yeah, I just don't have that kind of time to... And even if you do, it's like, it doesn't really make sense to begin with. Like, you've just seen it before in other movies or other properties, and you're like, it's there, but I don't know why. right, I can't explain to you. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I recognize it. It's good. It's familiar. Like, Like, okay, this is this. 
mm-hmm. because I recognize that pattern. Yeah. Which I think is why they don't really change them up that much because they're so like it's the way the same way they make anime. It's all based off like trends and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and also if this this is what going going for glass, like why is it just at a beach? I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. They could have missed like a fun beach but party. But the movie. other part was the transmission stuff too, right? Like, wh- why were they building downtown? Yeah. Because uh, they wanted they all wanted the... to block all the signals. Well, no, they uh, radio signals like messed with them. Uh-huh. Well, not radio, like cell phone and other connections, and they ate plastic. So that's oh, why that's... all the computers were going down. Mm-hmm. One of the and great they... lines of the film that we forgot too. Oh, what was that? Computers and cell phones, they don't mix. Oh, like, somebody... <laughs> weird thing to throw out there. Yeah, and he's like quickly shooing her out of the room. It's like, no, you're going to fuck up all our computers yeah. if you talk yeah. on that here. I have this feeling there's some writer who's like presence of the future, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to put this line there because it's going to be true. And like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Dumb idiot. Is that true? I'm helping kids understand. Yeah. <laughs> Just help kids understand your camera. That's all I need to do. <laughs> I did like that they made a tougher camera. Like... Yeah. Oh man, he. It's not interesting to watch. This was a real hero's journey for this yeah. bad boy. Mm. This wasn't no. This wasn't no cakewalk like Godzilla coming sometime. He suffered. Mm-hmm. He failed. He he fucked up. Can he f- he fucked up. Yeah, he you fucked know up hard. <laughs> he had that whole press conference where he mm-hmm. apologized for his actions. He said he's going to be a better gamera. Yeah. He's going to think about really what he's done here today. He's going to start praying to Allah. Mm-hmm. I like that twist they threw in there. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it was a good time, but. I'm excited because now we're into my favorite segment, which is Stupid Games. Stupid Games. <laughs> so, this is where we have a whole just throwing out there all these crazy ones. I also realized we forgot to do the Facebook comment thing again, but I'll do it next episode. Because that's been really fun. <laughs> Basically, we're like, hey, we're going to have Jenny Mac on today's episode. Write some funny comment. So, we can just make up our own of what we think our friends would have said. Uh, like Jason Flynn would have typed like hey remember when I got there at 5 a.m. and be like fuck you Jason no <laughs> you should be like do you remember when you guys yeah and then Aaron Clopper would be like I bet Shrek shows up and blows somebody <laughs> 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 fuck that guy why does everyone fuck Shrek right now I don't I, it's a horny year for Shrek in 2018 well, I think yeah. they just announced that Shrek is supposed to get some kind of reboot let me say right now ogre my dead body <laughs> nice Whoop. you know what high five Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for the first stupid game, it, we can bring it back finally, guys. It's good old licking a nine volt battery. Yeah, the very first one. And I should say before I grab it, are you all right with licking a nine volt battery? Mm, no. Okay. Hey, it's Fair. always an option. Fair. <laughs> Sorry. All right, well, I got a new one for us boys to have a communal session. I've never session done with. it before. I want to watch. Well, let, me, let, let, let me explain why we do this. Um, originally, Luke just wanted to lick a nine volt battery. But then we also realized, hey, electricity isn't like every Godzilla movie in mm-hmm. some capacity. In this one, it's an attack, and the, the monsters are trying to get to it. So, um, in honor of that, we lick a nine volt battery so we can experience electricity. I wonder yeah. how good that sounds picking up on that new mic from here. It's pretty, pretty fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always surprised by the number of people who've never done it before because that seems like a, such a childhood thing. Just it, like it does, just sticking anything in your mouth. Yeah, well, like not even that. Like your parents show you how to do it. It's like well, bl- like like whistling that. with a blade of grass. No, <laughs> I think we had very different childhoods. Yeah, I mean, you guys had crappy childhoods, I guess. Uh, you're right. Our parents <laughs> I didn't never tell stuck you batteries in our mouths. <laughs> I'll go last then. I'll tell you right now. Single batteries, those are just robot Lucy's. Okay, let me see how a fresh new one tastes on the tongue, guys. A Lucy is Ooh. a single loose cigarette. It's a hot one. It's a hot one. <laughs> should, do you want to give it a try? No. Okay. <laughs> I gotta go to sleep soon. <laughs> oh, this Ooh. will keep you up all night. Yeah, no. That's that's better, this is than, a t- that's better than coffee. Tangy one, right? We've had more powerful. <laughs> Luke's kind of a connoisseur of this one. He is. Yeah. He's... He, We've talked about it too. We're doing like that big chunky battery. Like, if oh yeah, that was. That, I think that would just kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out on this one. You ever touch one of those on your butthole? No, no. Oh. But now I kind of want to see what happens. You should. Oh well, hey. Okay, so we're talking about putting it on a butthole, but tongue now is out of the question. Come on, these millennials. No, I haven't done it, but I just think that. Listen, everybody home is now next... thinking that happened. Well, I guess maybe the next level level would be. The next level. I'm just thinking, like, I guess maybe I like opening a wound on your hand. A mucous, a mucous membrane 
is gonna your eye feel that. Oh shit! Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that'd be awful. We'll do that next time. I was thinking, do either of those things. You'd have to set up like an apparatus of some sort, like remove the how you could connect one of those batteries and like a yeah. digital alarm clock. Just pull those out, so you just got two open connectors. Well, and you, you, would, to... you would be great at torture. <laughs> um, that's right, Hollywood. We just wrote your next Saw movie. I don't think it would be oh. anything that would kill you. Oh, it would no. probably be worse on your eye than it would be on your butthole. Yeah, that's why it's perfect torture. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't also, do that's it. A, that's a um, great... Well, you you know where the most the most painful and sensitive area in your body is actually not your privates; it's the inside of your nose. Uh, there's a scientist that famously uh, took bee stings all over his body to measure pain, and that's where he found the most painful spots was. Well, I, I, mean, I love the maybe 1900s. He just had a really sensitive nose. Yeah, that's true. We didn't ask him if he was a little bitch. Yeah. That's the only thing. Got a, little, got a little bitch nose. <laughs> yeah, that's just how it is, buddy. I do feel like a little bitch for not doing it, but I've also been up since five. Yeah, so. no, don't. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, we're we're almost there. Yeah. We're we're all a little tired. Don't anyway. eat that battery. Yeah. Well, I think we should get to our second favorite game, and these have all been making a lot of sense, I'm sure. So, where in the world is Ron Canada? So we have a game of, uh, there, there's an actor named Ron Canada and Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Ron Canada? Yeah, because his name was so funny to us. We're like, okay. let's look him up on IMDb. Also, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, uh, best kaiju movie. Yeah. As, as decided unanimously, um... But this Ron Canada has been in, like, 98 films, real charismatic dude, and then we're like, let's just make a game where we just give him random roles and see what he played and see if our guests can guess what it is. So I was looking up during the movie, he was in one of the staples of the 90s, which is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Oh, And that's nice. right. Was Ron Canada A, Donald Trump? Was Ron Canada B, Macaulay Culkin? As billed in the movie, character Macaulay Culkin. Or C, cop in Times Square. Oh, oh, I'm going to say Macaulay Culkin. Nice. What are you thinking, Luke? Play Donald Trump. Okay. I guess I'm going to have to go with C. Oh, my goodness. I guess guess it again, guys. Wow. What a great game. It's usually not obvious. Yeah. I don't know why he chose to make it obvious in this one. You could have said, like, oh, was he the judge? Because I'm yeah. sure one of us doesn't remember that there's not here's, a judge in that movie. Here's yeah. the funny thing about he's, the game. He's been the judge before, too. I, If you'd said homeless person, I was would have guessed homeless Shit, person. Shit, that would have been good. Every time we do this... was a lady, though. She was very iconic. Yeah, but they had other homeless people. Oh, yeah, that's they, true. They, like, half of them were homeless. Yeah. The pigeon, pigeon lady. lady. Yeah, yeah but then he would he would have said... But then he would have said turtle doves. Yeah. If he just said a homeless person... Yeah, and I'd be like, oh, that's Ron Gannett all over it. But I usually do disguise it a little bit better. There's a bunch of homeless people in that movie. Yeah, it's in, it's in New one. York. Yeah. It's in New York, but are there a bunch of homeless people in that movie? I'm in the background. You see them there. In the gra- what? Rob Schneider's in that movie. What? He lives in his car, so. Oh. Yeah. He kind of, like, a lot of people don't have a car in New York. He kind of <laughs> doesn't. He's not. I'll homeless. tell you one thing. A lot of people are lost <laughs> in New York, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I usually do make it a little bit better, but when I realized Donald Trump was in that film, I thought it'd be funny if I said he's Donald Trump, and then I realized I can't do any other questions after that that would make it right. So I apologize for my actions. I am not disappointed. Okay, thank you. I am thrilled. <laughs> We're gonna get like hate I mail have now. Zero expectations. Going <laughs> what, what is the weird thing of like since we actually do have a slight following, we find out that they're all very pro-Trump and like we were loving this podcast until now. You didn't say anything bad about him. That's, well, maybe they wanted Ronald. Ronald I almost said Ronald Trump. Our next segment. Yeah. Our next segment. Ronald, Ronald Trump bad. Stuff you never heard before. Yeah. Uh, What's wrong with Donald Trump? Nobody else has these opinions. Yeah. But stuff that we haven't heard before. Uh-huh. It has to be brand new. Yeah. From anyway. Brand Dunn. His um, breath is bad, probably. Yeah. Our bet's like weird smelling. I bet it's like uh-huh. medicinal. So Ron Canada? Yeah, you're, you're gonna look him up and you're be like, I've seen that guy before. Yeah. The one that I feel like I always tell our guests about and that pops right away is he's the judge in uh, Ted Two. That make, no, okay. Well, <laughs> let's just get this. I don't think anyone has ever been like, oh yeah, Ted Two. <laughs> yeah, I feel like now it. I'm starting to reconsider. Like, am I the only one who got really excited for Ted Two? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like it that much or Ted One, but I'm like Ted Two, fun. <laughs> Oh, this That's... is the third mer- movie I've ever watched. So. <laughs> well, what are the other two? Um, a wedding singer. Oh, that's a good one. And, no, that's just a favorite. Yeah. 
No, I just don't watch a ton of movies, so... Yeah, we had uh, Drew Brown on. It was a very similar thing. And his review was... It was fun because I haven't seen a movie in a very long time. <laughs> God bless Drew Brown. So I was yeah. weird just meeting people like that because, like, movies... Watching movies is something I do so often. Yeah. And it's just... What do you do with your time? <laughs> Sit in bars and wait for my time on stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I always had such a problem sitting with, in bars and waiting for time. It's like, I could be watching a fucking movie right now. <laughs> even worse when like you go to Kohl's and they don't even have Wi-Fi, so you can't even watch a movie if you want to on your cell phone while you're there. Yeah. I mean, that's why they got 4G, man. Oh, man. Was Four cameras. <laughs> as we all know what it stands for. It's the 4Gs, baby. It's nice. God, Gamera, Godzilla, Gucci. Gucci, Gucci gang, Gucci Gamera gang. <laughs> Well, I think we should get to good old recommendations and plugs. Recommendations. Yeah, sounds good. Because we all we all gotta work tomorrow, guys. We all gotta get make that bread. Oh well, some of us do. Very early. Yeah. I'm so tired. I know. Yeah, I'm going on tomorrow. Leave my fourth day off because like I was scheduled Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, but they got this new guy in. They're like, "Oh, we don't really need you." Then I was like, first I was excited, especially because I got the vote on Tuesday, and like I could have done it otherwise, but I'm not sure if I would have. I still had to go into work. I mean, hey, it's cool they did that. So. Yeah. But now I'm like, then I realized today that like, oh shit, I've got Thursday off too because I'm not scheduled that day. So. Bam. Man, I've been working. Next paycheck's not going to be the best. But yeah, the time How long did it take for you to vote? Not long at all. Like, I, like, the longest part was just, like, getting to the polling place. And after that, probably about uh, 10, 15 minutes. Oh, you just remind me I'm such a fucking that. idiot. Because I went to, and it took me a while because I filled out the ballot wrong twice. <laughs> Because they had the, the second, the second list had so many yes. Do you want to stay in the position? I accidentally filled it in twice on one of them, and I did it again on the second one. And the polling attendants like, oh, look oh, at this, guy. look at this special. Yeah, voice. The, the, the one about the judges. Wait, you had a paper ballot. Yeah, oh. that's oh. right. And this is why they should get rid of paper ballots because I'm dumb. <laughs> I don't like like why can't it just be like a bubble you fill in instead of having to draw right con- finish a line. So if you're listening, President early. Obama, fix it. I did the early voting. And push buttons on a screen. Damn, awesome. I should do that next but time. But w- I, I was there for over three hours. Oh, so. oh damn. Yeah. So not great. They were yeah. like, hey, maybe maybe show up uh, four days before the mm. election day instead of the day before. Yeah, I always do the day up because you had the same thing. I usually only wait like 15, 20 minutes of Yeah, I've never waited more. Than, I think the longest I voted was probably the last primaries before 2016 where like I went to the Belmont Library and I was there for like an hour. Yeah. Um, you probably learned something while you were there. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. democracy sucks. <laughs> yeah, democracy does suck. Yeah, oh, boy, <laughs> don't get me started. Well, anyways, guys, getting all the way back to recommendations. <laughs> I don't remember if I recommended it last time, but I'm going to do it again anyways. I've been playing Hollow Knight on the Switch. Mm. What a good game. So, Hollow Knight's a game where you're a tiny little bug and you got to nearly hit people. Hollow, what? Hollow Knight. <laughs> Hollow Knight. It's, it's one of them little video games. It's pretty right. fun, though. Uh, I mean, it's more complex than that. It's one of those Castlevania, Metroid-type games where you jump around and explore, but it's super fun. I know those are big right now, and a lot of them are getting repetitive and boring, but this one keeps it uh, spicy and fun. So, that's my recommendation. You got a Switch, or a Steam console on a PC, or a PS4, or a Virtual Boy that's hooked up to some futuristic technology. Download it. Play it. Have fun. Get out of here. Get out of my house. Go. <laughs> Uh, I want to recommend you follow Brandon Kirkman on Twitter. Please do. At Kirkman Brandon. And uh, I also want to recommend Democracy. At Democracy. Uh, and I also want to recommend uh, this really, uh, really, really silly anime I've been watching with my roommate recently. It's called uh, Zombieland Saga. It's a fun name. It's, uh, it's basically about, uh, it's an idol group, but they're zombies. Oh. So a guy revives these these teenage girls who died over like a period of 200 years oh. and then they're just they're just zombies do they have to like eat brains and stuff too they so they're not like thinking zombies like they haven't woken up oh. enough yet so he just throws them on stage with metal music and they reflexively like start headbanging and like just screeching and uh that's amazing the the audience loves it i want to um, watch this now it's a it's a it's a fun silly anime yeah. um yeah i recommend that zombieland saga Okay, well, I guess I'll recommend. It's 
pretty old news at this point, but I've been playing Undertale on Switch. It's yeah. a fun game, yeah. Got a really good sense of humor. That's the best thing I can say about it, I think. Oh, the yeah. sense of humor is spot on, and it looks really, really pretty. Yeah. I remember I fell in love with that game when there's that one scene where there's just uh, a little tiny crack you can walk over, and there's a bird's like, hey, you want me to help you across? And if you say yes, it takes like two minutes to take you across. Yeah, I, I'm actually, that's right where I am right now, and it does take so long. <laughs> I, was, I, wanted, I need to get back across there to do the piano puzzle. Yeah. And then you get the piano puzzle done, and you can't even pick up what's on the other side of the yeah. door. It's really funny. <laughs> I like all the, the doggies. Oh, yeah. Oh, all the doggies are very cute. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what do you, what do you got to recommend us? Um, I've been playing a lot of Dr. Mario recently. Oh, oh nice. Hell yeah. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the plumber that gives people pills. Yeah. You have it on the Switch. Favorite doctor. Network, no. or you just have the No, idea. I have a retro, um. Oh, one of those tiny Nintendos you hook up? No, it's a, it's like a reproduction, like an off-brand one. Oh, it is, okay. um, NES and Super NES games. Oh, you got a, you got a retro oh. duo. Yes. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Oh, yeah. Retro duo. Um, it's, it's neat colors. It's red and blue and yellow. Oh, just like Freedom. And the controllers that it came with, I do not recommend. Oh, the, is it a Yobo? <laughs> the brand, like the brand Yobo? Is that where you got, got it from? No. Okay. It's, well, it's literally called uh, what is it? Retro Duo. Well, Retro Duo, but it's made by Yobo. Oh, sure. Is usually it's, yeah. Then it's what came with that. And no, like, I guess you would say it's a Yobo. Because <laughs> yeah, the D pads are terrible. Both on those. of them are janky. Um, uh-huh. But I think that you could use um, actual uh, Super NES controllers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Machine. Yeah. Um, and also started watching BoJack Horseman. Good, but sad. Yeah. Like, not super recently, but I I really, like, have been wanting to watch more of it. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, power naps and sleeping. Yeah. That's a good recommendation. Shit, I'm ready to take the ultimate power nap. I know. Sleeping. I don't do a lot of drugs, but I did take a power nap the other day, and I had the craziest (laughs) dream, and I was like, what? It was like three dreams, and, um, I didn't have to pay any money, and, um... Hmm? My job can't fire me. <laughs> hey, you heard it here first. Power naps. Three dreams for one. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. We'll make a jingle for that one. Uh, I guess for a plug-in, too, as always, me and Martin produce a show that's every third Thursday at Bonus Round Cafe in Chicago called Slide Into Your DMs. Uh, I think this will come out before, like, literally the day before, and we got fucking Sarah Mowry headlining before she leaves. Uh, oh, yeah. Past guest. Kevin White's in town from New York, who's an amazing comic. And then we're going to have a crossbow, we're going to fire people. Hell yeah. Not a joke. Yeah, no, I, I bought that. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not a deadly crossbow, I should and, say. And if you don't remember Sarah Mowry, uh, she was the one who very proudly exclaimed that you cannot be racist to Italians. <laughs> <laughs> Something we all stand by proudly. I think that's true. Yeah. I will miss Sarah when she moves. Yeah, me yeah. too. I need to see her before she moves. Yeah. Hey, I heard there's a great show that's coming up Thursday next week called Slide Into Your DMs. Oh. I, I hear, I it's, I hear it's not that great. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's yeah. I'm really proud of that bad boy. I am too. Uh, I want to I want to recommend, uh, or I, I want to plug uh, other show I run, which is the Cupcake Comedy Cabaret. That happens at the Gallery Cabaret every Thursday. It's me snapping, clapping. Oh man, <laughs> play that, Daddy. Thank you. We got that. Uh, we got that open mic. We got that showcase. We got that every week. Come on out. I make cupcakes. I spent forty thousand dollars in culinary school. Come on out. I thought, oh, yeah. to, I thought you were about to say you spent forty thousand dollars in cupcakes recently. I'm like, damn, dude. <laughs> Um, having been on both of your shows, I recommend them to everyone as well. And I recommend Jenny Mack at any comedy show. Oh, yeah. Very fun. I'll I'll recommend, or plug, get get a good night's sleep, drink plenty of water. Shit, after hearing about those power naps? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, another good one. Um, Gold Bond medicated power on your... Powder on your tootsies before you put your socks on. Ooh. Go off for a long day of work and get them all sweaty. You know what I have behind that that speaker over there? What? It's a bottle gourd bond. <laughs> Why can you not talk? Like I that? didn't. Yeah. I think I've been having a little tiny strokes. I'm also on the same to... page, like. But yeah, no, I'm it's a little bottle of gourd bond. Yeah. I am human. Bottle of gourd bond. Gourd bond. Gourd bond. I have a bottle of gourd bond behind there. He's a little demon that tells me what to do. <laughs> 
Well, I think that's a good place to leave, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. we got it. We got it. We got to say our, our, our forever uh, goodbye slogan. Our forever goodbye slogan. Death to America! Well, that, of course. I mean, that's implied. And thank you guys for having me on the show. Oh, oh you yeah, guys. Thank you for coming. Round of applause for Yeah. Also, yeah. if you're at home, please be applauding. Sometimes yeah, it's hard to tell if it's better to, if it's a better time for our guests when we watch a really crappy movie, so we can just rip on it, or watch a good, kind of good movie. Yeah, and, uh, and I think it's always a good time because it's always about the company you have, not about what you're watching. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was enjoying watching you guys enjoying. Um, <laughs> well, like a bunch of little middle schoolers. Name? Gamera's face. Gamera. Like, his head looks good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no. oh, it looks really good. We, we didn't even talk about this. Like the fucking the the suit looks great. It looks great. Like there are all these animatronics for the head that work really well. Like mm-hmm. there, there there's a point where he's like breathing in a lot of air and you can see the smoke go and it's like oh it looks like he's really breathing in. It. it looks real good. Yeah. And you know what? I bet I bet Robot Man would have something to say about that. Robot Man only have one plan. Drive fast. Fast car fast. Fast car. Tracy Chapman. Good night, everyone. We did it. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. That's because this is a podcast. Hello, this is your district manager, Hobart. And here at NPC Inc., we stand for two things. Making a high-quality podcast called Destin Day Jobs and whatever it is this company does. Let's meet some of your fun co-workers. Hi. My name is Stuart D. Beacon, and I'm your half-elf IT person. Oh, hey. I'm Agnes Hellman, and I'm a tiefling accountant. Hello. I am Drew T. Camry. I am a dwarf accountant or CFO. And it's me, Matthias Maxwell. I'm one of your salespersons, and I love anime. Here at Destin Day Jobs, we play Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, but we've transcribed all the rules into the real world. So join us every other week for a brand new episode where four to five co-workers go on very mundane adventures so that they can avoid doing work at all costs and have as much fun as they possibly can with their destined day jobs. So listen in, because we make The The Mundane Fantastical! This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat.